Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Washington, D.C. Cactus Jack pointed out on the Ashley Fine Floors text line that the difference in temperature... A 38 degree difference, uh, minus 13, I'm told, back at Edmonton. Hang in there, everybody. There's, there's better days ahead. It is unseasonably warm in Washington to the point that if you walk back from the arena to the hotel and you had a coat on, you'd be sweating. Plus 25 Celsius in Washington, D.C. today. Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Of course, keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And you can text or uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, coming up in this next hour, we'll get an update from the farm. Colin Chalk, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. They had a good weekend, but at this time, uh, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back friend of the show, uh, Edmonton area product that willed his way to the NHL and has carved out a unique niche for himself for a number of years as a Washington Capitals uh, broadcaster and a man that is virtually at every event in the capital city. Al May is our Oilers now. Headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk W I L H A U K today. Three locations in the Edmonton region to serve you. Al, long time no see. How you doing? Doing great, Bob. Good to be with you. Yeah, uh, and I know you still have family back at Edmonton, so you're feeling a bit of a bit of a cold snap. Say at Edmonton, some blizzard-like conditions. Uh, but you know what? Albertans are tough and they can get through it. But it's, uh, I, I gotta tell you, it's, this, this is, I don't ever recall it being this night. And we've often come to Washington in November. I don't ever remember it like this before. Uh, it's pretty good. Last year was very rainy, rainy this time of year. So right now it's awesome. You know, I'm a Dallas resident. I live in the North Dallas area. We had tornadoes and all types of storms there on Friday night. So it's like you can't win no matter where you go with the weather, but I'll take this weather in DC right now. And I definitely don't sweat when I'm walking around in it because we're kind of used to this. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, at this time of year, it's a little bit different. Uh, hey, there's there's a lot going on in Washington tomorrow. And we joked with John Shannon being our uh, chief political correspondent. Uh, but we know certainly during the course of the pandemic, you were never shy about sharing your opinion. Uh, and it, it could be a pretty unique day tomorrow in the United States, couldn't it? It could, but I, you know what? I never count on the polls. And... You know, you just have to wait and see what happens. The last time we had an election, it, it seemed like forever before all the votes were counted, and it was, it was just kind of strange how it all stopped at the same time. So hopefully this one's 
less painful. We don't have all the noise, no matter who wins in the elections. It just, you know, it, it's a cut and dry win, and whoever wins, wins, and whoever loses, loses. And hopefully we don't have to deal with months and months and months of conspiracy theories. Does the noise ever stop here? Like, does it ever, like, and look, you focus on the hockey, but I mean, you are in the political, literally the political capital of the world here, Al, when you're here. Well, I've been, I've been commuting from Texas for about 15 years, and it's been the last six that's been worse and worse. And I think through the pandemic, I, like a lot of people, shut all the news off because it was just, it was exhausting. And so, but it, I don't remember it like that when I first got here. And, you know, you could watch any one of the news channels and not, you know, and, and they weren't so polar opposite. Now everything that goes on is, is polar opposite. People won't date each other based on who they voted. And, you know, it, it's it's become ridiculous. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, all, all the garbage that we see. It's not just sports that has all the garbage on uh, social media. It's, you know, politics is probably the worst place in the world. So it, it's... Uh, you know, I, I've basically deleted every person that has a political opinion that's a sports writer uh, out there, because, especially the Canadian ones commenting on American sports or on American politics all the time when they're just here for a visit uh, here, here and there. Yeah. Well, it's funny if you follow my Twitter account, and I know you do, and, and sometimes we dwell into that area on the on long format radio. But if you follow my Twitter account, it's quite specific to the Edmonton Oilers. So let's focus on the Washington Capitals, the team that you watch on a nightly basis. You're an analyst for them. You do uh, events for them. Um, I got to tell you, my man, I'm looking at this from afar, only from afar, and I'm wondering. Are they at a bit of a crossroads here? This is the oldest team in the NHL. You got Backstrom, who we've discussed in the summer, out with a hip injury on, on LTIR. Uh, Connor Brown, who I personally love, tears his ACL. Hagelin, an eye and hip issues. He's on LTIR. Wilson out for half the season with a knee injury. John Carlson out tonight. These guys are the walking wounded, aren't they? Well, yeah, they are. And they knew coming into the season that they would be without Hagelin. Uh, and, you know, with the eye injury, they weren't sure where that was going. There were still some issues with it. And then he ends up having hip surgery to, to start off the season. But John Carr, you look at, uh, excuse me, Nicholas Backstrom, he's a thousand point producer. I think a thousand eleven points in his career, a thousand fifty four games, something like that. Huge on the power play, really, really good on the half wall. And they're missing that right now. But they, they knew they'd be without him for a while. And last year, they knew that. He would be gone a while, and they did, they did all right. They were a hundred plus points team last year, and then you look at Tom Wilson. To me, that is the most devastating injury of all the injuries they have right now. He does he plays power play penalty kill. He's second unit power play right now. He'd be on the first unit. He's a twenty four goal scorer. He scares the living daylights out of pretty much every player in the league. He terrifies opposing defensemen on the forecheck. He's got a real nice. Skill, skate and skill ratio to his toughness. It's it's incredible what he's able to do. And then John Carlson, you look what he's been able to do, about 400 points in the last five years. You know, he slings the puck very well. So fortunately on that injury, it, you know, it's your number one defenseman. Fortunately, it's a short term. I expect him back on Wednesday night against Pittsburgh. Wilson, you know, you've got to take your time with an ACL injury. So I would think sometime middle to late December, if not January, you got to do the right thing. But you look at the right side. I, I think the amount of times they lost T.J. Oshie last year, five different times, he had a tough start to this season. He didn't look well. And, you know, he, wow. 
Yeah, and you take T.J. Oshie, so let's go by position. Your number one centerman in Nick Backstrom. On the right side, your top three right wingers, when everyone's healthy, you would be going Wilson, Connor Brown, and T.J. Oshie in the third slot. The Capitals currently have one right-handed shot on their right wing, Garnet Hathaway, who is stapled and should be stapled to the fourth line right wing, who's a very good and effective player. Um, but they're, they're missing. All the right-handed players are on their, their fourth line. You had Nick, uh, Nicholas Obey-Cubell today, Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway. They have three right-handed shots, and I think that's hurting some of the other players. So they're, they're not the same. It's like Edmonton not having you know, their top three centermen or their top three right-wingers. They're a completely different team if you don't have, say, Hyman, Pulsavari, no matter what anyone says about them, or Yamamoto in the lineup. You know, it's a completely different team. Or you, or you go on the left side there. If you, if you were missing Nugent Hopkins and Kane or, you know, God forbid, you don't have McDavid or Dreisaitl, you're a completely different-looking team, and offense is going to be a lot harder. So you can't afford to make careless mistakes. You can't be lazy, and you've got to play a gritty game. All right. Uh, what's the status of Orlov? Do you know yet for tonight's game? He is going to be a game-time decision, which I would say probably means he's not playing. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, former first-round draft pick Lucas Johansson plays his second-ever NHL game. And I thought he should have made the team out of training camp. But once again, you're missing your, if you're missing your top 2D, you know, John Carlson's had a hell of a career. His next point is a 600th. As a defenseman, uh, he leads the Caps, you know, uh, categories and historically in everything, goals, assists, and points by a D-man. Dimitri Orlov is another guy that slings about, you know, 50% points to games ratio. Uh, and the best, one of the best, I, I would say one of the best shutdown defensemen in the league who doesn't get talked about. A very, very solid player. And I never thought I'd be saying he's a great defensive player the way he came into this league, but he sure learned a lot out of Barry Trotz and out of uh, Todd Reardon. That tandem did wonders with him, but you, you're missing your top 2D, the whole right side, and all of a sudden, everyone's elevated up on the line, spots that they shouldn't be in to be a successful team. It's kind of what I said about Edmonton. They used to have too many 6-7 and seven defensemen in the lineup and too many 11-12 uh, and 13 forwards in the lineup. And, you know, they're all NHL players, but not at the same time. And right now, this team has too many players elevated in the lineup. Yeah, well, injuries, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the three right wings, backs, and you know I love Connor Brown. So I just think he's, frankly, I think he'd be exactly what Edmonton needs. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. But you got just Baxter, Wilson, Oshie, and Brown. And just and then and now Carlson and Orlov on defense. Were you surprised that they elected to start Darcy or start uh, Lindgren instead of Darcy Kemper tonight against the Oilers? No, you know you take a look at it. You you want to gain confidence, everyone. Lindgren's had a pretty good start. He's won one and one. The Caps got barrage second night of the season in Toronto, and Lindgren kept the game tight. Uh, they're confident in both of these guys right now. So the goaltenders, and by my count, Kemper's only let in one bad goal all season. It was the last game, and it was just, but also it was very porous defense in front of them in the third period on Saturday night against Arizona. So Lindgren has gained all the confidence of the coaching staff and players, and it looks like it's going to be him every fourth game or so, or on the real tough back-to-backs, he'll be in there. I don't know if he'll be first or second, but he's definitely going to get a lot of games. And he only played five games last year. He was 5-0-0. And I expect him to get about 25, 30 starts this season. 
All right. Um, who's, I mean, we, we've gone this whole conversation now. We haven't even talked about the great eight, Alexander Ovechkin, a nine-time 50-goal scorer. He's got four goals and five points in his last five games. He is playing at 37 over 20 minutes a game. I'd have to think that's a byproduct of some of the injuries on the other side. Uh, but just, uh, you know, you've, you've watched this guy since day one. What do you see in his play right now? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be sitting him on the bench and he'd be getting 20 minutes plus ice time a game. And, you know, the, the minutes that he gets on the power player are very leisure minutes because the way their power play with the structure they have, you know, he's on the other side waiting for one-timers. They'll go to the net to draw people with them and enable the other guys to get clear shots. So, you know, he, he, when he gets all those power play minutes, I don't think there's a lot of wear and tear on the power play. If he were a penalty killer getting that ice time, you know, sooner or later, the injuries would start mounting up. But, you know, he's not getting his points by being a skater anymore. He's having to play a lot smarter. He's kind of in the Brett Hall, Brett Hall stealth mode that we saw near the end of his career, finding pockets to get open in, you know, giving the puck. And there used to be a time when he'd carry the puck end to end. Well, now the key for him, I'd say the last three or four years, is to let the other guys carry it. And then him get open, drive to the net, you know, stay wide, you know, maybe cut to the front of the net to, to create a screen or, or take some bodies with him. But his game has completely changed. It's evolved. He doesn't hit at the same rate he used to. But a lot of times as a left winger, he'd be in that right winger corner finishing a four check. And everyone loved the 10 hit tonight. But all of a sudden there were holes in the ice as far as coverage pockets. So I, I think he's a more intelligent player. And I think he's just starting to wind up and get his game back right now. So you look at the seven goals in 13 games, just wait. I think at about 20 games, he's really going to take it to the next level. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting watching what Washington can do. How do you see the Eastern Conference uh, so far this year, Al? Is there any surprises for you? Well, I think right now with New Jersey getting off to the start that they are because I, uh, I don't mind their defense, and I'm still – you know, I question the goalies, but at the same time, sooner or later, they've got to grow up and, and evolve with the amount of skill that they do have. They're a very fast hockey team. Uh, they've surprised a lot of teams so far. To see them at the top of the standings is kind of shocking, but I think part of that, too, is teams have taken them for granted, thinking that it's going to be an easy game. But right now, they've got everyone back. They're healthy. They're 5-1-0 on the road. And I kind of, you know, and, and I'm not surprised with Philadelphia. Uh I love John Tortorella as a coach. I think he's an incredible human. Uh, he doesn't like members of the press, especially the ones that write about the game. And, he, you know, he, so they, everyone goes after him, but the players know <laughs> he's all in it for them. But he draws the most out of players. And you look at their roster right now, it's kind of ragtag. They're 6-3-2. and two. So I, I am not surprised, and I kept thinking, all these people kept counting Philadelphia out. I look, they still have 20 NHL players on their roster like everyone. But if you can get guys to buy into a hardcore, hardworking, gritty system like Torts has, you're going to be successful, especially when you got everyone pulling on the, the rope the same way. And I think probably the thing I'm most surprised is how bad Pittsburgh is on the road. And that would be the number one shock so far this season because I think Mike Sullivan's a hell of a coach. I, I still believe in Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, But for them to be 1-5-1 and one on the road, it, it's kind of shocking and very disturbing to be like, what the hell? because it just doesn't seem like that's Pittsburgh to me. And I'm hoping for the Caps' sake that they don't get it going on the road uh, Wednesday and they can they continue to be mired in the bottom of the standings. Al, one final one for you. We know you watch the Oilers a lot. 
you know, you, you, you played in the league in the, in the 80s and the 90s. You've been a broadcaster for multiple decades now. Connor McDavid plays game number 500 tonight. Where do you see him relative to the greats in the game? Because he's certainly producing on that level. Well, if you take where he's at in the greats in the game and you, you time this by get him up to 1,500 games, he's going to have over 2,000 points. So he's going to be at the top of the heap. And as long as he continues to go the way he's been going, he's been ripped off a few seasons. That first season by injury, I think a lockout, was there a lockout season in there or, or the pandemic seasons? And all of those cost him 100-point years. But he continues to, to seem like he's getting better. And right now, uh, he's shooting a lot more. I think he's hungrier on the power play to score a goal rather than the, the dish it off. So he, he's going to be, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say he's the best in the game yet because the career's not over. I still have Gretz and Lemieux up there. But when, when it's all said and done, I wouldn't be surprised if we're all talking about him being the greatest one that ever lived. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> From a purely Edmonton selfish and, and, you know, people say, oh, yeah, yeah, but. And the yeah, but is that he hasn't won. And to me, that's a reflection on the Oilers, not on McDavid. What about you? Absolutely. The roster that they put together. Uh, it's it's finally starting to take hold, and they've been a salary cap hell for so long from a lot of bad management decisions. And I look as you start to look at this roster, you look down the center ice, McDavid, Drysdale, McLeod, that affords you to put Nugent Hopkins on the wing, and all of a sudden you got a guy, one of the best power. I'd say right now the best power forward in hockey is is Evander Kane, and he's a perfect fit in Edmonton. You look at their second line, Kane, Dreisaitl, Hyman, the production they have, and it's amazing. And you start to just add players here and there. You can slowly inject another defenseman in the lineup. You've got some good goaltending right now, great goaltending, I would actually say. And the team is that figures out its identity as to how they need to play every night. You know, some nights it's a little too loose. Some nights there's chance for chance. But as they grow, they're going to figure out how to play the game better. And, you know, it goes with the coaching staff. They've got to be better, and they've got to figure out the right system all the time for these guys. But having players that understand their role, like Kulak, I look at second uh, pairing left defenseman, he understands his role. And I love that when you get defensemen who are trying to perfect simple. And when you look at Kulak, you play as simple as you can. You play the right game. And I go back to Charlie Huddy years and years ago. Kind of perfected simple. Didn't get himself into trouble. Made great defensive reads. And he could play with anyone. So as the team matures and goes and they start to plug in, take players out and plug a different player in, I think they're going to have more mature players, a better system, and a more responsible team that can win a lot of playoff games. Al, appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us here on Oilers Now. Take care, and I'll see you tonight. You bet. That is Alan May. Played a 400-game NHL career as a, uh, well, a policeman. He, he knew his job. He knew his role. An energy forward. It is 123 at Edmonton. We'll come back with some of your texts. Who knows what else we got on Oilers Now. 126 in Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Quibbs texts the show and says, So long story short, Bob, the orders will be going against a severely injured team. By all accounts, we should stomp on this poor team. However, we all know how terrible the Oilers play against teams we should beat. We constantly play down to a level, says the texter of the team we play, rather than coming at them with our game. The Oilers are in trouble tonight. I'm forecasting a loss. 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to have to... Uh, they're playing a team without a top two uh, line center. Their top three right wings and possibly their top two defensemen. Again, Al May joined us. Here's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. And uh, we're going to tell you that the boys at Brentridge did such a good job selling their trucks and SUVs that they're in need of more. Trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or, uh, or sell it to them outright, whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is now open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Uh, and uh, that those guys will look after you there. Again, you can text us. 780-496-0063. This text comes in from Stephen in BC. Says, excellent Monday May segment. Wow. So big fan of Alan May. That one coming to us from Stephen in BC. Stuart Skinner will start in goal for the Edmonton Oilers. He's 2-2 two and two at 2.10 goals against average and a 944 save percentage. He'll oppose Charlie Lindgren, who is 1-1 one one this year with a 3.03 goals against average and a 919 save percentage. It is 128 at Edmonton. We will head off to a global news weather traffic, uh, traffic update with Kevin Robertson back with Colin Chalk, who is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors when we return.